0: Metallica, here they come, the
1: kings of metal! Hey, this is Rye from Sabbath Bloody Podcast, and my brothers, Clint and Ethan, are about to shove some metal up your podcast one episode at a time.
2: Welcome to Metal Up Your Podcast. I'm Ethan Luck. And I'm Clint Wells. This is episode 175, and we're going to kind of camp out in uh, the 2003 era, do a little MTV Icon with our commentary. We uh, kind of started entering that phase of Metallica in our year in the life series. So uh, here we are with Icon.
3: And we did a whole episode on this about 17,000 years ago. But uh, now that we're sort of doing this cool thing with the year in the life where it's just been great excuses to, to, as Ethan says, camp out for a second, we're going to watch this together. And uh, it's similar to the Metallica Mondays that we did. If you want to dial it up on your YouTube at home, we will put the link to the video that we are watching in the description of the podcast episode, and uh, it'll be fun to just watch it together as if we're all buddies hanging out in a dorm room together like the Beatles did in Hard Day's Night and sliding down the old (laughs) fire pole together.
2: I'm trying to get a fire pole installed right behind me here at HQ1 so we could do that next time you come over. With you know,
3: well, it'll it'll yeah, it'll be good for that. Plus, all the dancing I need to do over there. The,
2: yeah, well, I mean, it's it's important for just you know for cardio and you keep your, keep that bot up. You know, people have wondered how you stay in shape during a
3: quarantine sitch. My my suggestion is to get a pole.
2: Yeah, a little pole dancing.
3: Just have a poll installed, and, and uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, if you're joining us for the first time, we are an all Metallica podcast. You may not have been able to tell from some of that poll talk we were just doing, <laughs> uh, but Ethan and I make time every week to talk about Metallica because they're our favorite metal band of all time. Correct. And we have been doing this with a, I would give us a chef's kiss, mwah, A plus consistency for almost four years now. Mwah. So I'm proud of us. I'm proud of the Metal Podcast family. We're going to do a little bit of housekeeping, talk about some of the news, before we watch this MTV icon together, and you know, for all of you doing uh, keeping tabs at home, this was Robert's first public appearance mm-hmm. as a member of Metallica. So it'll be fun to watch the boys awkwardly sit there while strange new metal and uh, pop bands sort of in an okay way play the songs, and then also in some way sort of shittily play them.
2: Yeah, it's a little um, up and, up and down. I, I would say uh, I definitely. After it, watching it and doing an episode on it, I, I definitely have my favorites and my not-so-favorites.
3: We can get into when the episode's over, or maybe during it, about who of the MTV era of that time I would have rather seen. You know, Rage Against the Machine comes to mind, White Stripes. Right. Uh, really, any bands other than Stain uh, <laughs> or Limp Biscuit. but uh but actually there's some surprises there because limb biscuits performance isn't so bad for me so right. we'll, we'll we'll watch it all together i encourage you all at home to dial it up and just hang with us make a cocktail make a cup of coffee i'm having a cup of coffee currently in my peter chris mug as you can see by the way we're going to wave to all the youtubers this is a video episode hello hello. you'll be able to see you can get those early on patreon yeah uh what, what are you having over there what is that uh, i've
2: got a Azevia soda these are really good uh no calories uh no, there's no caramel coloring, so every every soda I have is clear. But they are delicious. I highly recommend it. This episode has been sponsored by Zevia, zero calories. I soda. wish. I know. I Those would love
3: motherfuckers want to send us some
2: money. Shoot, they can. man, I'd love cases of this stuff. That or <laughs> as far as drink sponsorships go, if we ever got one, I, I'd do Zevia, Lacroix, or. My number one would be Topo Chico. Topo Chico. We got some
3: in the fridge right now. We mm. went to an, uh, an, an, an Asian slash Latin market recently. Awesome. Stocked up on some Topo Chicos. All right. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do some of the housekeeping, read a few emails. We like to dip in with the uh, Metal Up Your Podcast community because there is one. There is. Remember when we first started, we were, our episodes were like 45 minutes long. I know. Because there was no one to talk to. Right, yeah, we have we
2: didn't have this community yet.
3: Well, right, and now uh, we got to take some responsibility for this because we sort of created it. Yep, exactly. <laughs> we got people writing in and asking questions and and getting in on shit. And so, uh, if you do want to be interactive with us, we're all over the socials: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Stitcher, Spotify,
2: Zanga, GeoCities.
3: When are we going to start making like cute little or cute and or sexy videos on old TikTok?
2: Ooh. When is that
3: going to happen, Ethan? Is year four the year for TikTok for Metal Up Your Podcast? I'll
2: be honest. The last thing I want to do is be involved in another social
3: media platform. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was listening to the new Sam Harris podcast today, which is I highly recommend to anyone who um, is intelligent and sensitive and empathetic about what's happening in the world right now in terms of both the virus and also the, the, the racial injustice is happening. Uh Sam Harris's new podcast. Go check it out. It's called Making Sense with Sam Harris. I'm not gonna bore you too much with that, but it's a great podcast. As an aside today, dude, he was talking about what he's calling the moral imperative to reduce your social media uh engagement. Yeah. Meaning that it's gotten so bad for people mentally oh, that yeah. you that that he's calling it a moral imperative to back off. Now, having said that, go follow us on all the stuff. <laughs> totally. But here's what we're not doing in our world. We're not spreading misinformation or being overly political. We're talking about Metallica and music and in general spreading good vibes over there. So Right, right. And it's the best way just to just kind of keep up with the comings and goings, right? The quarantine covers, we're dropping new covers every twice a week. Yeah. And, we're letting everyone know what's going on over there. So we actually are, I think, doing some positive shit.
2: Well, it's positive and it's also it's informative. It's you know, if you want to stay up to date with what we're doing, even pers- honey, personally, honey, please come on, just, just stay up to date. see what Lucius is doing tomorrow. You'll see it, honey. We're positive, we're informative. We like to
3: inform positivity, and we like to positively inform information. If we're
2: if we're baking a lovely lasagna, you're gonna see it.
3: Well, honey, we'll put the recipe right up on the socials. <laughs> You can cook it and feed it to your dog. All right. So, uh, go leave us a positive review on iTunes. Let's just blow through it. Let's just blow through it. Everyone knows. Blow through it. Uh, we do have a Patreon, which is really cool. You'll hear a commercial for it later. It's, a, it's, a, this is a different way to get involved. We have hundreds and hundreds, thankfully, of beautiful people over there on Patreon. And, uh, you get all sorts of stuff. You guys all know what it is, but at the bare minimum, you get a shout out. So we want to say thanks to Ben Moss, Bobby and Ann who increased his pledge and Daniel Guthrumson for becoming patrons. We're going to give it up.
2: I started, standing ovation. I started with slow clap.
3: You know, oh, you did the slow this clap. This is a video episode. Yeah. I'm going
2: to stand, all right?
3: Yeah, we're going to stand. Stop standing. Standing ovation. Standing ovation. <laughs> it does mean a lot to us over there on Patreon. So go get involved. It's dot com slash podcast. Ethan has another podcast called The Pirate Satellite. I have another podcast called I'm Okay, You're Okay, you're okay I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. Blah, 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 blah. blah. blah, get, blah. To the, get to the Avril Levine.
2: Why <laughs> don't you guys? Can we please get to Corn's performance?
3: <laughs> okay uh you can email us metal up your podcast show at gmail.com the email sitch over at metal Abry podcast headquarters is overwhelming out of bounds out of control i'm gonna give you some guy fieri language here oh uh it's out of bounds on the way to flavor town and uh we try to respond to these as much as we can we pick five to read on the show just so we can dip in uh, this week is interesting um because we got some questions that are going to inspire a lot of metallica talk so what do you say, Ethan? You and I, my homie, my friend, go kick it now into what we lovingly
0: refer to as the,
3: the email portal. Bing, <laughs> <laughs> bing, 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 bing. We're in the portal.
2: Cha cha. That's the new jingle, by the I way. I love the new email jingle. It's pretty sick.
3: I'm gonna take out all the black metal shit that we've we've. Lovingly done, and just start going bing, 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 bing bing, bong, bing. Bong, bong, bing, bong, bing. <laughs> I'll cover that. I'll cover the, the hi hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keep the symbol splashy over there. Uh,
2: you want to leave us off with the emails? Man, I'd love to. This first one is from Mechanic V it says, Hey guys, I'm a new listener. Love the material. You guys are hilarious. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, big fan of the impersonations. Well, that, uh, extra thank you. Shout out from California. I do have a few questions for you. Number 1, do you think Kirk is aware of the hate he, hate he receives from abusing the wah pedal? And number 2, would Metallica's new albums be better if they were if they used an older tone?
3: I think the fact that Kirk did that wah off is proof that he's aware of his connection to the wah pedal. Right. And cu- culturally, you know, like
2: Yeah. He's aware.
3: I don't know about hate, but
2: uh, yeah, he's got a good sense of humor.
3: Yeah, it's a it's a sense of humor. Yeah, yeah, he's.
2: I think I think yeah, you're right. By doing that in South Carolina, it was kind of, in a way, poking fun at himself, especially with Dunlop making him that huge wah pedal to stand. Yeah, on. Yeah, he's
3: standing on top of a massive, you know, yeah, oversized wah pedal. It's hilarious. Uh, when Metallica's new album, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna.
2: I was doing what you were about to do and just go into the next question. But hey,
3: Metallica's new albums be better if they used an older tone. I mean, I don't have a problem with
2: Metallica's new albums. Hardwired, for example. I think that's an amazing sounding record. I love the guitar tones in that record. I wouldn't want to hear that record if the guitar tones were replaced with like Justice guitar tones because those were very fitting for that album. People send us all the time these like, I don't even
3: know how people have the time to do it. Oh, yeah. To make these things where it's like what if The Unforgiven sounded like Ride the Lightning? I mean, there's just a million combinations, yeah. right? What if Call sounded like Hardwired? I, I just, I'm not interested because of what exactly you just said in terms of like, the sound of each record to me has its own ethos. Yeah, for and, sure. And I, I just, I'm not even interested in hearing what Purify would sound like on the Black Album. I mean, right, maybe right. that's more interesting, but... I don't know. I just I, I wouldn't really change any of that
2: stuff except for the one album. And I and I actually like a lot of the rhythm guitar tones on even on Saint Anger. Hmm. I mean, there's yeah. some stuff that sounds heavy and, and, and sludgy because it's so detuned and stuff. So I I do prefer that. Um, so I guess to answer your question, Mechanic V, I don't think they'd be any better i i don't think you can you know what i mean like sure yeah, there's, I agree. There's things you can do with saint anger it's like if you really wanted to go back and do whatever but but it's that's like, just such low-hanging fruit i mean that's just obvious yeah and it's like a, you know i feel like that, that, that conversation especially with that record in particular is just kind of just it's it's done to me like i'm just tired of talking about it you know
3: my favorite guitar tone of all of metallica is load and reload and garage Inc disc one so the bob rock era right
2: yeah i'm not
3: i wouldn't want to hear my favorite Metallica album, which is Ride the Lightning, with that tone. I just wouldn't
2: even want to hear it. It's, I think it's also preference, too. I'll, I'll end by saying that. It, this is our, our preferences. Like Clint said, I don't want to hear black album production on Kill 'Em All because that's what that record should sound like. And it, and I I think it would be weird. I think we've had these records in our heads and our hearts and our ears for so long. I think it wouldn't sound good to me, you know, because I'm so used to hearing the other version. So anyways, It'd be
3: good for one listen minimum.
2: Right, like, right. I
3: just can't imagine it. And and then here's the deal. You want to see me one that says, what would the black album sound like if it was recorded in Clint's butt? I'll that watch that is, video so I'll, fast. <laughs> I'll fucking sprain my thumb clicking that or whatever. I don't even use my thumb to click on my mouse. I don't know why I said thumb. Doesn't matter. Sean Morley writes in. Hey, guys, wondered if you'd care to weigh in on the following theories. Now he was talking about a recent Metallica Monday stream where the boys were playing in the UK and I guess the show wasn't great. I didn't watch the show, but mm-hmm. he has some theories about why the show didn't come off well in the streaming. So he says, number one, UK crowds suck. Now this is a theory. He's not saying they suck, but this is something we've heard over the years is that, is that for whatever that that some, well, we've heard both answers, right? right. We've heard that American crowds are lame and then the UK crowds are lame. Uh, I feel like it just depends on probably the group of people you're with. I don't know if it'd be easy to say American or UK crowds are better than
2: right. each other, right? I mean, I, I guess for me, from personal experience of traveling to Europe and the UK, South America, whatever, for so long, in my experience, there's I've always found there's way more energy outside of the US at live live shows, especially festivals and stuff like that. Now, of course, you're going to have certain shows where... The crowd is just kind of a dud they're just you know maybe they've been out there for six hours and they're tired and they're not going fucking crazy you know um it depends on the band playing I, you know in my experience uk crowds have been great and very energetic and very loud well my only tour i ever did of the uk was with
3: this great artist named mindy smith and we were playing little clubs and little theaters that were sold out but because of the way the music was everyone was everyone was like going nuts because mindy hadn't toured in a long time over there yeah people love her music over there. But everyone was very polite. Like we had to encourage them to give us a little more energy <laughs> so that we yeah. didn't feel so like we were in a library. Right. But that just ended up becoming a conversation that we learned to do early in the set. And then we loosened everybody up and the crowds the, the actual passion in the crowd was one of my favorite tours that I ever did because after the show, yeah. everyone was so grateful we were there and and knew music, like really yeah. wanted to talk about music. So that's my only true experience. Um, number two, he says, the guys no longer have the energy. Th- again, these are theories. This is not Sean saying this. He's saying, I wonder if the guys no longer have the energy to theatrically fill this type of venue, meaning a stadium, which having seen them on two of the stadium shows, I thought they kicked
2: ass. I mean, I, I did too. I mean, I, I, I guess I my look if he's on the theory is is to theatrically fill it. You mean as far as like production and stuff? Well, I mean, the, you know, when we talked to
3: James's, not James. When we talked to Metallica's lighting director for a while, well, you weren't there. Okay, so that was me and Moke. Yeah. Um we, we kind of got a little tour um of the, of the of the arena show in Nashville from our friend Wes and got to talk to the LD and he was talking about how the he was like I believe that this band's music is powerful enough for them to just go out on a bare stage and play and people would come. He was like, but the band Absolutely. You know, they want to give their fans um ticket value and he was like, "That's why we have these giant screens and drones." He's like, "The band really cares about kid. They care about the theatrics,
2: right?" And people getting their, their money worth out of a out of a stadium ticket. I thought the five screens on the stadium tour
3: were just immersive, insane. Oh, I great. thought that the dancing the dancing flame and moth was great. Um, I think that they're one of the few bands that still do it. I mean, I think that that same year you had U two doing stadiums with a real. I don't know if you saw any. Any uh, videos or clips from that tour, but they were doing the Joshua Tree like anniversary. Oh, they that's right. The Joshua Tree plus maybe like ten of their classics. They're set up. They had five big ass screens. It looked really similar to Metallica. Uh, okay.
2: Yeah, and you kind of have I mean, to have who those else in stadiums. Can, who else
3: can do stadiums other than Taylor Swift and Paul McCartney? I mean, those shows were those shows were highly attended. Uh, oh yeah,
2: I mean, and we when we went to Detroit together, I mean that there was you didn't see that many empty seats at all. I mean, it was, it was pretty full.
3: I think I'm trying, to, I'm trying to understand what Sean's point is, and I think it's less about what we're talking about. I think he's talking about just crowd response. So I will say, I mean, because his third point is, maybe I'm getting old, and as much as I think I could still mix it up on the rail, I know my old man Bladder couldn't. <laughs> I mean, I've been on the rail um, in a stadium at Metallica, and no one, no one was going nuts. We were all just in awe and watching. And I, th- I think that culture has changed. I think people just watch more. I I, I, I never really went to shows where I jumped around and, and got in mosh pits and shit.
2: But I never liked to do that, really. It, it, is I, that happening less? It's probably happening less. I mean, I remember... I mean, shoot, you can go find old Metallica shows on YouTube and stuff and see people going fucking crazy in the crowd. Yeah. I never really liked to do that because, I mean, <clears throat> I became a musician before I started going to shows. So all I wanted to do was just stare at the stage, stare at their gear see what they were using, see how they were playing certain songs. It didn't matter what band it was. Um, So it was very rare if I ever, like, yeah, I'm getting down in the pit. Like, I didn't ever want to do that. Even when I saw Ratings Against the Machine in 95, 96, everybody was going absolutely crazy when they came on stage. And I... I moved out of the way because I wanted to w- actually watch the show and like take it all in.
3: Yeah, I'm similar. I mean, I, I, remember, I remember seeing metal shows in clubs, uh, your boys Project 86 and Stave Saker. I was there to see a band called Stave Saker. Yeah. And then another friend of our, the show, Living Sacrifice, was on that bill too. hmm And I definitely stood in the back. I mean, <laughs> there was some violent looking shit going on up front. Uh, that I was disinterested in, mm-hmm. so I guess I guess we're not really great
2: candidates to weigh in on this. <laughs> we're definitely uh, not. We're, we're I, we were the old guys in our twenties standing in the back of the room, and I'm also like. You know, I'm gonna go stand by front of house. because That's where the best mix is gonna be. Well,
3: because we're looking at it from 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 uh, future professional musicians, and mm-hmm. we were we were soaking in the information that we needed for where we were at in our lives. So that makes sense. Exactly. Sorry, we were absolutely unhelpful, Sean. <laughs> in <all of> these <laughs> theories. He says further questions. If you guys could have been at one legendary Metallica show from the past four decades, which would it be? Uh, for me, for me, it'd probably either be Woodstock '99 or S and M one. Mm. Um. The, Obviously, a show with Cliff would have been dope, you know? Like some really sure. small, like, the channel in Boston in 84. Or I'll maybe, that uh, maybe one of
2: the shows they were opening for Ozzy on the Puppets Tour. Oh, yeah. That would have been Kill. that, That's killer, too. Yeah, S- Seattle 89 would be cool. Seattle 89, great. That's definitely up there. Yeah.
3: Okay, so he says, where would your future show, a future fantasy show, type of venue, city, etc.? I would
2: like to see... Oh, my backyard.
3: <laughs> Ethan's backyard. <laughs> that'd be, yeah, that'd just be like right. in the. In, in the uh, Motherlode tour when they come and play basketball in, in his house and shit. Exactly. I would have to say like a 40th anniversary type show, like the 30th anniversary shows in a club like the Fillmore, you know, for 20 bucks doing, how many different songs did they do over those four nights? You know, they, they it was Deep Cut City. Oh, yeah. Plus they debuted all the songs from Beyond Magnetic, plus all those guests, Jason Newstead and Mustaine doing all the Kill em All stuff and Danzig and all of it ray burton was there
2: oh yeah the the guests on that were just unreal it's like they beyond did their homework and made sure everybody that had any involvement in metallica was definitely going to be there
3: all right sean's last question and i hope you're all playing along at home is also what do you think the all-time best metallica live opener is hmm (sighs) wow I'm just trying to, I mean, to think blackened of, I'm guessing blackened with the intro music. Oh, huh. um, I, I'm also
2: oh, what I totally got the question wrong. I, w- I was thinking of like live openers an opening band. Oh, but well, I, th- that- I think you're right. I think it's the the live opener as in what they come out on stage with.
3: Yeah. I'm going to put blackened up there. I'm going to put creep up there. I'm going to put bread fan up there.
2: Yeah. Bread fans. Cool. I mean, I'll even put hardware up there. Hardware was super exciting to see right yeah. out of the gate. Cause it's just, you know, relentless right from the top. Yeah. Um, I still like some of those old shows when they opened with Inner Sandman. I do,
3: too. I like that, too. Mexico City, dude. Mexico City's blazed in my brain. Yeah, yeah, I still maintain that a mid-set hardwired would be really killer. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I agree with you. It's a great opener. Great album opener. Great show opener. Right. Love the intro track music. Love how fast and short it is. Great return to thrash. Love it. Love all of it. Oh, yeah. But think about a cool mid-set. Just a little palate cleanser, four-minute barn burner in the middle of the set somewhere. Mm -hmm. Maybe in between two... Mid tempo jams.
2: Yeah, I think they'd be awesome. I would love it. I was gonna say it'd be inter- interesting to see when they could actually get back out on the road. You know, when all this is kind of done, if they now that the hardwired cycle is technically done or, or almost, uh, to see kind of maybe how they start placing certain songs in the set. Uh, yeah, you know, who knows? We'll see. I think a lot. I think a lot of hardware songs are going bye bye. Uh, he yeah, ends yeah. his
3: email by saying, "Keep on doing what you guys do." Is completely reinserted the metal up my ass and inspired me to learn guitar at the ripe old age of 41. Peace and adios, your friend and patron, Sean Morley, junior, senior, the third, from Lincoln motherfucking New Jersey.
2: <laughs> awesome. All right, thanks, man. Our next email is from Eric, just simply Eric. Uh, Hi, says, Eric. He says, greetings, Quentin and Ethan. Uh, Long time Metallica fan here. I've been enjoying your podcast for a while now. Uh, the Metallica well is deep. Thanks for keeping it going. Looking forward to the episode where you get one, some, or all of the boys on the show. I feel like even though we've all come uh, from different times and places and environments, if there's going, um, sorry, if there's going to be a unifier, music is it. Uh, I love that the two of you and all of us uh, has Metallica as sort of a home base, if you will. Uh, and thank you for voicing your stance and support for Black Lives Matter movement and people of color. It's so great to see hear people uh, with the platform speaking up. Um, I hope you and your families continue to stay safe from the COVID uh, and that the two of you can get back to your day job soon. Well, thanks for the nice email, Eric. Uh, and of course it's, it's, it doesn't take any effort for us to come out and say we support black lives matter or people of color or LGBT or whatever. Uh, yeah, this is our platform and you know, we use it accordingly and that's how we chose to use it. Happy, happy,
3: happy, happy to amplify the voices of black people into, into, uh, remind the world, and encourage everyone that, that, of course, their lives matter, their opinions matter, the seat at the table for them matters, equal opportunities matter for them. This mm-hmm. is a no-brainer for us. Yes. Thank you, Eric. William Taylor writes, how's it going, guys? I'm from Scotland, currently in North Carolina, huge Pearl Jam fan, and I've always liked Metallica. I remember my younger brother calling me into his room when I was about 14 and him playing Fade to Black, which is such an amazing song. I always liked the banner for that, but for some reason never really dug deep. I knew all the hits, but never listened to the albums from front to back. So after listening to a few episodes, I'm hooked, headed on my Metallica journey with you guys leading the way. A few weeks ago, I ordered Puppets, Load, Black Album, Justice, Kill 'Em All, and Hardwired, and have been listening to them all along with your podcast episodes. Haven't got to the Load album yet, but I have to say, I think I'm an old school guy, and Lightning's my favorite so far. Well, my man, that's my favorite too. Yeah. Just wanted to say thanks to you guys for opening my eyes to Metallica making my shifts at work easier. I'm a guitar player myself, not great at it, but have been trying to learn Creeping Death. My right hand needs some work. Love the gear episodes and listening to experienced guys talk about music as I have no friends uh, who like my kind of music. I moved to North Carolina eight months ago to be with my fiance who lives here, but she's working 70 hours per week, and I pretty much have almost no social interaction apart from at work. So you guys are like my buddies that I listen to every week along with the Brads from Single Podcast Series, which everyone knows the Brads by now, right? Oh, yes. Great Pearl Jam podcast, Single Podcast Series. Also, Clint, I laughed hearing you talk about the Cannibal Corpse guy and how the singer's probably some mental case due to the shitty rights. But when you think of it, he only writes album writes album lyrics once or twice a year. He isn't compulsively pondering that, like, Marquis de Sade or anything. Him, it's probably a bigger horror freak than he is. You should check out the album, The Bleeding. It's their best, in my opinion. Yeah, I've gotten some shit about my Cannibal Corp stuff where I basically said, look, the FBI or CIA or human rights organizations, uh, local police, I don't know who, someone needs to be keeping tabs on that guy <laughs> because... He's been writing for thirty years about murdering people and having sex with their dead bodies. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is that I might be pointing to some sort of mental preoccupation with uh, macabre
2: subject matter. It is a little. It is a little weird. I, I will admit, um, or a lot
3: weird. It's weird. I think it's okay to say it's weird. I'm not. Uh, you know, freedom of speech. Yes, yes, yes. Go, please, please. I'm just saying. Should Should anyone in his should children go missing? in his neighborhood. I'm just saying it's not unreasonable to connect some dots with the guy <laughs> right. who cannot write about anything other than having sex with entrails. Right. That's all I'm saying. It's, just, it's simple. I mean,
2: it's, it, it sounds like you just uh, <laughs> were talking about the plot of an episode of a, like a CSI or a Law and Order SVU or something. Well, it's funny he
3: mentions Marquis de Sade. So I got heavy in the Marquis de Sade. He was this French writer who... Have you ever heard of this dude, Mm-mm, Ethan? No. This dude's... Well his books were banned. We'll put it that way. Napoleon called him the most vile writer who ever walked the earth. Wow. He, he had a really famous book called Justine that was that was illegal in France. Wow. And then he wrote his most famous book was called 120 Days of Sodom. I won't even talk about what it's about. But yeah, compared to Marquis de Sade, yes. Cannibal, well, actually, I would put the cannibal corpse guy kind of in that category. Yeah. I don't I don't support uh, banning books or records or anything. Write whatever you want. All I'm saying is you write what you think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Enough on <laughs> enough on cannibal courts. I I have listened to their music and I just honestly it's just not for me. So I I doubt that getting their album The Bleeding is going to, you know, um unlock any secret door for me with them. Right, right, exactly. But if you dig it, that's fucking awesome, dude. Uh so sorry for the long email. I'm drinking and smoking a brisket while listening to Metallica. So I thought I'd let you guys know that you've made a new podcast fan and turned a casual into a real fan. Thank you and keep up the good work. I'll write again once I've gotten through all the albums. Can't wait! Can't wait to hear "Hardwired." Keep on rocking in the free world, Willis. That's cool, man. To see that
2: he's kind of getting into the Metallica for the first time in a way. I wish I could go back and do that. I know. I mean, I would hope that if somebody played me Master of Puppets for the first time at age forty-one, it would have the same impact. But who knows? I am
3: glad that uh, it wasn't like ancient. Like I remember, I remember the first time I heard Fuel. I remember the first time I heard Understand Man. I remember the first time I heard Master of Puppets, and my jaw was just on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just couldn't believe it existed. I couldn't believe that people wrote that and that they played it that way. Right? And they were saying what they were saying. And so, I am grateful that I still have those memories. Absolutely. I just I do wish I could do it again. Mm-hmm. And I had a very I had a, I had a very uh, prescient sense about when Hardwired came out and I was listening to it for the first time of like, this is a new metallic album. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know what I mean? Like I, I could appreciate that moment more. I really, I think soaked those first listening experiences in. Like hearing the chorus to Now That We're Dead for the first time and being like, yes, I love it. I love the oh, song, you know what I mean? It
2: was so exciting to listen to it for the first time. I remember... I've probably talked about this in the past in the show, but I remember when they dropped the hardwired video, I ran down here into HQ1 and had that crank from the get-go, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. And then when, I, when the record finally came out, I was in the Bay Area with my wife and woke up super early, downloaded it on my phone, and just put my inners in and sat on my buddy's back porch and listened to the entire thing front to back. And it was that similar feeling and when I was a kid when I first got Justice, or first got the Black Album, just like, this is new, you know? It's so exciting. Mm. Yeah. Right on. Well, thanks for the email, Willis. Thank you. All right. We got our last email here. We're going to get out of the email portal from Linda Thomas. She says, hey, guys, for starters, I want to thank you uh, for doing the Austin Manning episode in the first place. While listening to Austin, I realized a few things for myself that I wasn't aware of before. Uh, I'm black and I'm so used to being surrounded by white people everywhere I go that I didn't even pay attention to that anymore. So I didn't even know that people of color are are kind of rare in the metal community. I guess now it makes sense that James and uh, Kirk noticed me at a concert in 2019 in Vienna, um even if they pay attention to the uh, even if they do pay attention to these kind of things that was my first and so far only metallica concert but i immediately noticed how nice all the people were in the metallica family people who traveled from far away made space in the snake pit so i could actually be in the front row and I had a really nice conversation with a few people it was really it was really an incredible experience and i'm uh, already looking forward to the next metallica show be safe and rock on linda
3: very cool yeah i mean i i think i think the metallica community is a special group of people who yeah are progressive and smart and, and uh, would want to make anyone feel as comfortable as they can be. I remember when we were in the Snake Pit uh, with Brad Blazik, there was someone uh, with a walker. Yeah. And everyone sort of just made sure that they got to the rail, that they had a great experience if there's a kid or something. I think I think even Austin mentioned this. I think shit gets kind of petty at the end of shows when people are trying to get picks and stuff. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. That's when it becomes like an every man for himself. But as far as like the vibe on the rail and the vibe in, in the really dense parts... Even just being in the building, it mm-hmm. feels positive to me. Yeah. That's what I'll add to that.
2: Unless you're the girl standing behind Ethan in Birmingham, who's like five feet tall and I'm 6'3", and I got up there late and blocked her view. Other than that... she
3: got, No, she got a great uh, visual. You know, she was able to hear Master of Puppets wonderfully, but she was able to just see your butt the whole time. So well, that might have been worth the, the price of admission for her. I don't know.
2: I'd, I mean, I'd say it was. But, but I hey, I, I can't speak for it.
3: Well, let's step out of the email corner and we're going to take a quick break. You're going to hear a quick commercial. When we come back, we're going to dive into this MTV icon.
0: Sweet. You're really good at that.
2: Hey everyone, this is Ethan and Clint. We're here to tell you about supporting the show via Patreon.
3: That's right. Every week, Ethan and I work hard to bring you the best Metallica content possible. If you think the show has value, consider supporting us on a financial level at Patreon.
2: For $5 a month, or the price of two cups of coffee, you can ensure that Metal Up Your Podcast continues to grow in quality and content. But that's not all. We've also come up with incentives to say thank you
3: that are exclusively available to patrons. For example, for a pledge of $5 or more, you immediately get free downloads of every Cover Our World Blackened EP.
2: Ticket giveaway for shows like s 2 and Slain Castle box sets rare vinyl Metallica memorabilia like s 2 guitar picks email priority meaning we'll read your email first on the show with a chance to ask guests like Hailstorm Jay Weinberg of Slipknot and Metallica Row Crew your very own questions and the opportunity
3: to come on the show as a guest for our Metal Tales bonus episodes in which you can tell us all about any Metallica show you've been to in the past.
2: All this and more for becoming a patron and supporting Metal Up Your
3: Podcast. We couldn't do this show without you, and to everyone on the ride with us, we sincerely thank you. Peace. Adios. All right. Before we get into MTV Icon, there was some interesting news this week surrounding SNM2. Uh, Lars was on Jimmy Kimmel. Really touching little segment where Jimmy Kimmel does a, uh, I guess, a segment where he talks to healthcare workers who are on the front lines of dealing with COVID19. And uh, there was a nurse who deals with children who were affected by the virus. And her favorite band's Metallica. And Jimmy Kimmel surprised her with uh, Lars Ulrich himself coming in on the Zoom a lot of touching words about how grateful he was for what she's doing in the world. She's helping children. And he also, uh, he, he offered her a VIP experience to the next show they play in the New York state area. And uh, he also announced that S two is going to be released in August. Plus a box set. Let's listen to a quick clip of this and then we'll come back and talk about it. All
4: right. I actually play golf. I love yoga. Oh. And the best thing, the most, the, the best thing that I do is on my way home from work when it's my own private time, I play my radio really, really loud.
5: What do you play on the radio?
4: I actually love Metallica, and my favorite song is Enter Sandman.
5: Oh yeah, all right. That's what I play, I blast
0: (laughs) it as loud as I can.
5: We've been doing some spying on you, and we learned that you are a fan of Metallica, and I'd like to introduce you to somebody right now. Yes, his name is Lars. And (laughs) fittingly, there's a drum roll. Oh
4: my gosh.
5: Lars Ulrich from Metallica. Hi, Tracy.
4: Hi. It's so so incredible to to be here with you. It's so incredible to hear your story. And I have to say, when I hear the words golf, yoga, obviously the third (laughs) word in that, the three basic food groups would be Metallica. So thank you for sharing (laughs) that. And as a father of three, as a father of three, I can't thank you enough for what you um, do, it's. Uh, I've been sitting here listening in for the last couple of minutes, and all of us out here in San Francisco, in my family and, and everywhere, are so grateful for what you do, and thank you for for having Metallica be a part of your life and your ride home, and
5: that entertainment yeah. gets you home in one piece and hopefully a little faster. It sure does. It's such a fun thing that, Lars, you guys are recording this music, and I, mean, <laughs> I wonder if you ever think about the fact that a pediatric nurse is listening to what you did in a studio on her way home from work every night. I mean, it really is.
4: It's so amazing to just hear all the different ways that music and and, and Metallica connect with people. And we've been doing this for coming up on 40 years. Don't tell anybody it's been that long, but (laughs) it's just so amazing to continuously hear how we can make a a little bit of a difference in, in people's lives and hearing that feedback from you, makes such a difference in our worlds and, and gives us inspiration to carry on. And it's just becomes this endless cycle of connectivity. So
5: thank you, Tracy. Thank you.
4: Oh my gosh. You know, and thank you so much
0: for you, what everybody does.
5: To thank you uh, for your work. Big Lots is sending you $10,000 to spend however you like. The Big Lots Big Heroes program is giving healthcare workers what? and first responders, active military veterans discounts in their stores and online throughout the month of June. And they're sending Big Lots gift cards to your co-workers in New York to thank them, oh too. My and I believe Lars has something for you as well.
0: That's awesome. So
5: next time we come out in the greater New York area,
4: tri-state, Long Island, we've to, been out to Nassau Coliseum 5,000 times. But next time we're in your yes. in your zone, please come be my guest at, at the next Metallica uh-uh. show. We'll do the whole VIP experience, We'll do dinner. Oh we'll gosh. have drinks. you be, obviously, you know, best seat in the house for the concert. And I also have here, wow. and again, this between the three of us, but this is our next release called S&M 2, which is coming oh up in gosh. August. And you'll have the first signed copy of this special box set from me and the fellas coming your way shortly. Oh so God. I look forward to meeting you out in Long Island, uh, hopefully wow. soon as, as we get back to the new normal. And I look forward to meeting yeah. you
5: and, and thanking you in person for everything that you do. Nice. Well, thank you, Lars. Thank you, Tracy. We really appreciate all that you both do. Thank you so much, Lars and Tracy. We'll be right back. Lars,
4: Jimmy, I thank you. I am like, I'm blown away. Thank you
3: so much, Jimmy. Um. So we don't really know the details about what he means by a box set.
2: Yeah, I'm imagining they're going to do like a normal vinyl release and then maybe a box set of, you know, Maybe they record all the rehearsals, and maybe there was other songs that they rehearsed and didn't play. or Who knows? Um, well, we know for a fact that they recorded
3: the rehearsals for sure. Um, Scott Pingel told us that. That's maybe right. That's Edwin right. Yeah. Did. Because that you know, a lot of the rehearsals are what they're going to be banking on for for overdubs or for um, fixing mistakes.
2: That's right. They're mixing that stuff
3: in. Yeah. So they have, so they have two full performances from the full dress rehearsals. Then they have two, the two nights of the gigs, and all of that together is going to create what we know as the album. I was wondering if they're going to do some sort of box set and box it with SNM one.
2: Yeah, maybe so. That would be pretty cool. So uh, we don't know. And and of course,
3: as uh, soon as we know more, we will be letting you all know via the socials. Uh, but it's exciting. It's finally going
2: to come out. The artwork looks yeah. really cool. It's different than what we thought it would be. It was really exciting to see him hold that record up too. When I, I, was, I, I was watching that Kimmel segment the next morning because all I heard is, that oh, Lars showed up on Kimmel. I'm like, oh, I'll check this out. Mm-hmm. And out of nowhere, he just doesn't, no warning, just pulls out a copy of S two on vinyl. And I was like, Oh my God, that's right. when I texted you. I'm like, dude, have you seen this?
3: Yeah, it's really exciting. The next thing that happened kind of in the news, a bunch of people sent this to us is there's a dude who has been feeding like Metallica, all of Metallica's lyrics into a computer program. And that computer program writes a lyric, right? Yeah, I guess he did this. So they, this is kind of a, another thing in the category of things that just personally don't interest me, but so many people sent it to us. I checked it out. So, this dude took the bot lyrics, which are pretty funny. I thought I had them up over mm-hmm. here. Maybe I didn't. And uh, and uh, he wrote some music to it and played it. So let's listen to some of that right now All and right. see what we think about that.
0: Beeching down, and destroy. Dead sure, so never you Hell is a long way for you. You, but there's no longer cares. I'm I'm insane. Yes, you never know. never me. So let it be. Obey your deliver Death
5: delivers you.
3: All right, and what do you what do you think, Ethan, about this? Uh,
2: uh You know, it's fun, you know, but it's you know, again, kind of going back to er- the earlier email about. Or those other videos of uh, different, you know, bl- the black album tone on Master of Puppets or whatever. Again, it's it's fun for a, a quick listen, but it's it's not something that uh, I'm going to sit down and listen, and listen to over and over again. Now, the dude that did this, I mean, props to him. The track sounds awesome. It's a cool metal song. His voice sounds good. Um, but just in general, it's kind of it, it's just a fun, quick thing. I'd watch real, you know, maybe get through the whole thing and then that's it.
3: So it's a YouTuber named. Turkey, who was <laughs> Funk Turkey, who's behind the, hyster- the quote-unquote hysterical, which I doubt it, ACDC-style jam Great Balls, for which a bot also wrote the lyrics. So he ran all of Metallica's lyrics using the lyrics.rip website, fed them through a Markov chain in the loosest of words, a computer model for a certain type of probability. The result's what you see below for a song called Deliverance Rides. Deliverance Here's Rides. It's simple, Ethan. Beaten down and destroyed, dead sure shall never you betray. Hell is the one who waits for you. Now I roam the world all alone. Bound by leather steeds they ride. Crown yourself the world entire. Dying the one who waits for you. No, there's no longer cares. I'm the sun. I'm insane. Yes, she'll never love. Never me. So let it be. Obey your eyes. Death deliverance rides. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm happy to report that uh, it doesn't look like computers are going to be uh, taking over the creative aspect of humanity anytime mm-hmm. soon because these lyrics are atrocious.
2: Tell me more about the leather steeds.
3: Well, you know, there, it's that's you could you could figure out. Uh, I mean, that's from Four Horsemen, right? So you can right. sort of see. I mean, well, I'm not going to get into some sort of fucking pissing match with other Metallica fans about who knows all the references, but now I roam the world alone. Right. Clear leather steeds they ride. Uh, She'll never love me. Unforgiven too. Never me. So let it be. That's unforgiven. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah for sure. Down by minutes seemed like hours, killing scores of the flame. Behind the pages, turn the door. So, this turned the page. Yeah. Dies, you live in vanity. So, uh, I'm going to give James Hetfield the win on. <laughs> the lyrics on this one yeah so anyway that's cool because so go check out if this is the kind of thing you like i mean it got a lot of traction yeah, so yeah you maybe go maybe go check out funk turkey on youtube funk turkey and uh subscribe to him i'm sure he has a patreon go support that dude and uh, i'm sure he's going to be doing a lot more yeah for sure so having said that let's get into this uh, mtv icon now we have it dialed up here so ethan what i'm looking at is the screen and i've hit i've paused it and moved it all the way to the back and it's, it's just a it's an orange thing that says mtv special presentation all right so uh even though there's a little bit of latency i'm going to do a three and two and one and after that last and we all hit play together all right okay? now you're going to be able to hear the audio for those of you listening at home ethan and i will periodically check in and see if we're synced up but you'll be able to just sync it with uh however you do that mm-hmm. over there so here we go with you and i three and two and one and play So here we go. So we're starting with Sum
2: 41. I'll say right off the bat, after having seen this numerous times, I still think they, they were the best band of the night covering Metallica those dudes are like they're they're into metal. It's not like oh this will be hilarious if we do this. Like those dudes are full on. You know they don't look like a bit metalheads. I mean everyone, everyone
3: that played tonight is into metal except Snoop Dogg. The limp Bizkit guys are into metal.
2: Yeah, limp, you know, uh, Lincoln Parks into metal. Yeah, you know I would. I bet Snoop's into some metal.
3: Good tone. They sound heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Little gibberish lyrics there. Yeah.
2: He kind of sounds like Rome guy. Yeah. It's like when you play Icon. Yeah. the intro of Rob finally. There it is. I do remember watching this and feeling awkward for Rob. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, Hey, welcome to the band. Uh, you're now an icon. (laughs) You haven't even set foot on stage with us yet. We got that new Saint Anger
3: logo up there.
2: Kirk Kirk in his all-white suit. Looking fresh. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. I think we're pretty pretty well synced up here. Based off Great. your sugar sugar die.
3: So they're just vamping on that main riff yeah. while the band comes out.
2: Ooh, Oop, little clammy,
3: little clammy. There's a clam in the fuel solo too. It's painful to watch that. Could you imagine hitting a clam in front of Metallica? Oh my god! I'd be so
2: fucking mortified. And this dude, I forget his name uh, in Symphony One. He, he's a good guitar player, man. He's shredding, dude. Yeah. He's 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 playing great. It's just nerves, man.
3: Yeah, of course. interesting arrangement too right they went right into the fast solo then skipped a whole bunch of shit now they're doing they start the
2: solo into the chorus
3: and the night's going to be full of that full of these interesting truncated arrangements that of course you know you've done tv you know how this works you gotta yeah you gotta find ways around commercial breaks and you got time limits right
2: Yeah, some Forty one I thought they killed him. Yeah, there's that one little claim part in the solo, but I mean, God, other than that, he's a shreddy guitar player. Uh, s- super tight band. I've always, I've always had a good soft spot for Seven Forty One. They have a record called "Does This Look Infected?" That's really good as far as like a pop punk record is concerned.
6: Well, I'll,
3: I'll use the uh, the grace of friendship to forgive you for saying any of that. <laughs> J.K.
2: J.K. J.K. Rowling. Who is that chick? I don't know who that was. That's the.
3: Is that the boob chick from American
6: Pie?
2: Maybe.
5: I have that on my shelf right now. Yep.
2: Oh man, R.F.P. Rest in peace.
3: Oh yeah, I forgot about that Oh boy This is such a strange cast of people, dude It really is It's just very, like, MTV kiss-assy These are all just MTV people Yeah And of course they like Metallica Everyone likes Metallica But they could have gotten more I'm telling you, like, Rage Rage would have been great Yeah Like other rock Other bands that are more I don't know
2: Yeah, You know, I don't actually I don't think Rage was actually a band at this point anymore I think they were. I think they were done in 2000. Yeah, good point. But why is she there? Who's this? Lisa Marie Presley.
3: Who fucking knows? I mean,
2: it's like yeah, you're Elvis's daughter, but still, it's like I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's it's very early 2000s MTV already.
7: Thank you. Welcome to MTV icon Metallica.
2: <laughs> she sounds really energetic.
3: <laughs> she always seemed like she was like, tr- on drugs, you know? It's
7: real, real good, yeah. real honest, and real loud.
3: Real good, real honest, real loud, real neat. Nuprim. <laughs> For more than
7: 20 years, they've kept the faith with their fans selling nearly 90 million albums in the process. Hell yeah. NBD. They've survived fame and fashion and come out of the other side of it. They survived fashion. And well and still what?
2: Did they survive fashion? I mean, James did survive the, the leather the or the the, uh, the leopard print gloves. Story like you've never heard it's true. Before. So let's take a look. Dude, if she came out, she's like, "Look,
3: I'm a huge leather charm fan. James's first band." <laughs>
8: Is a real landmark in Metallica's history. We've kind of shed our old skins and, and really got down to the bones of Metallica.
1: We've really learned a lot about how to communicate with each other and how what to footage from Rob's
2: audition what we
4: need from each other. The thing that's so weird about it, or ironic, or even sad is Jason Newsted's model for what he wanted. Metallica wow, I forgot to that they just come out and start talking about that. Yeah. Maybe he was like the sacrificial lamb.
3: Wow, they, they put that him. on the Jumbotron on TV. Crazy.
7: November 30th, 2000.
3: I remember that performance. Stage, yep. I guess they had to. They had to deal apart. with Jason leaving. They they had to deal with Robert. That was my last performance. Right, yeah. That, and that at the time, that's a new interview with Jason yeah. when he has that long hair. He was just yeah.
1: in his own little cocoon.
4: Very uh Very incommunicado he basically just showed up he didn't sit with us he wasn't hanging or anything it was just like okay. man I forgot they put all this in this we show I did told too
1: him that we needed to talk after the show that was the first time all four of us were in one spot for like a few months we got off stage and uh, Jason wasn't
7: around six weeks later Metallica met in a San Francisco hotel room to face each other and confront an uncertain future who's that narrating I, I don't know that's how
5: the
1: meeting started let's just take one year off. Jason told us that he was unhappy with the band. We said, why? Don't you think that'd be cool and everybody can have their time and I could go and make my Echo Brain record? We said, we can't take time off. We have
4: to start making an album. So I said, okay, well, I'm not to step off. I'm walking. We asked him to reconsider he wasn't really interested
3: this feels I like really not the real story
4: said,
1: what are we doing is this how it's going to end
2: uh yeah, jason I'm asking for
3: a year off a look at i forgot i kinda
2: kind of forgot about that Why they
3: just, just that I, I mean
2: was ours. I think that was
3: Jason saying there's nothing on the books, so why can't you let me go do Echo Brain? I don't think it was Jason saying take a year, a fucking year off. And then yeah. Lars was like, well, we asked him to reconsider, Children but he needed the year off. That's not what happened. Fan, Jason
7: Newstead gets a chance of a lifetime. And there was no way anybody else was going to get this gig. This was my opportunity. Newstead joined a band still reeling from the loss of a friend, and it's not easy.
3: And it wasn't easy, but it was personal. Is that
2: Sean Penn? That's who it is. It I think it is Sean Penn. Hey, in a world where Sean Penn narrates a Metallica short. The new guy.
8: There was the three of us and Jason.
1: Jizzing on ya <laughs> <laughs> on the bass. It ain't new, man. Remember,
8: you were say you were gonna come for something new. They don't the f- know this. F- Shut up. <laughs> I guess we wanted to toughen him up. We wanted him to be as tough as us. We were brutal with him, and it never ended really.
7: By the yeah.
8: Rob sitting now, there in the car going, Oh, family, damn it! Did I, uh, I make
2: the, the right call here?
7: Lars and James were married with kids Well allegedly
3: When Robert told Ozzy he was going to Metallica Ozzy called to be married or to have
4: James Hepburn was music like If, you, if I hear that you're treating him like shit I'm gonna kick your ass
3: yeah.
4: <laughs> Taking months and months of time off From playing music I have to still play music Jason made this record that he was super proud of And he was told You know by James You know that uh, He couldn't you know put that record on
8: we're brothers, and I was struggling so hard to keep, you know, it's like ch-
7: ch- choking Jason.
8: I love you. <laughs> the rising
7: conflict between Newstead and Headfield exploded during an argument over the Echo Brain Project. My dedication was being questioned.
4: It was like, you can't be part of what's going on in Metallica, and you can't stray outside of Metallica, so you're stuck. The person I respect the most disrespected me the most.
8: That's how I was taught to control things, through intimidation and rage.
5: And it just hit me And the had like a brick And said You have got to Stand up for your principles Now's the time I love that I Disappear in video a By a world the way a of principles <laughs> a
3: while I Disappear video Is so fun It is, yeah
1: I really love Jason I respect him a lot As a friend and a musician I felt like I Lost a brother and I still feel that way
3: lost a brother gained a friend
1: <laughs>
3: lost a brother got a dog James
7: would be next to take leave of Metallica with his enrollment in a rehab center for the treatment of alcohol abuse only months after Jason's departure
3: it's so a lot of big this is like a precursor to some kind of monster for sure a lot of big personal shit to just put in a little montage yeah totally
1: I was in shock we didn't have James Hetfield and
4: we weren't sure if he would ever come back. The Metallica train never slowed down long enough for anybody to take stock of the mental health of the individuals in the van. It was never considered. We had to hold on for dear life as this train was just going out of control to squash everybody in its way.
7: was Metallica's 20 year ride coming to the end
2: of the line. It's crazy how long this is for for this show, you know? Oh, oh there you go. <laughs> Sp- spoke too soon.
3: They're like, for some guy on a podcast years from now is going to be talking about how long this is. We should wrap it up.
2: Yeah.
8: Coming
5: up, a high-octane performance by Avril Lavigne. A high-octane
2: performance.
5: Chapter <laughs> 2, the metallica story who wrote drama, that when James the band to oh my gosh
2: sean penn i can take
5: anything to extremes and later performances by snoop dogg lint biscuit
2: corn see they're using the white stripes music right there why not just have them play yeah
3: they were just using foo fighters too yeah see foo fighters that would have been killer that would have been a great one yeah those dudes are friends with lars so i'm skipping ahead to 18 1853 all right, I'm there. Three and two and one and click. And I think we're good. Sweet. Another MTV ad, or the Osborne's ad. God, I forgot about the Osborne's too. <laughs> All right, we're back on. So that's just what we'll do from now on. We'll do another
2: three, two, one count. Okay. Oh, here we go. Oh, this is this is pretty rough, huh? And of course, the, I. See, I always, like, kind of peg Stain as that band that just sang, like, the Woe Is Me songs all the time, you know? Aaron Lewis always sounded just so bummed. So it was kind of like, of course you're going to do Nothing Else Matters. Didn't this dude move to Nashville or something and make a country record? Yeah, he's a country artist now.
0: It's
3: like Billy Zane right there. And the Titanic sink.
2: <laughs> I
0: never opened my
2: I loved your stay. cameo in Zoolander.
0: <laughs>
2: Billy Zane.
0: <away. laughs> All these words I don't just say. And
2: nothing else matter. He's got a good voice. I like his voice.
3: When it's not pitchy.
2: Doesn't have a bad voice at all I just I never get into Stain man
0: It's
3: just such a sleepy version man It's like very lethargic It's
2: already Obviously a a slow ballad But like They're doing it slower It's slower And it's just two acoustics You know It's very coffee shoppy <laughs> to me, you know? Yeah, totally. Like a coffee shop on a college campus kind of thing. Anyways, here's Wonderwall. And a strange
3: truncated arrangement. So good, so yeah. Billy's easy.
2: I think if someone's gonna do Nothing Else Matters, like, stripped down like this, get, like, two or three or four people up there that are doing, like, three or four-part harmonies and stuff to fill it out, you know? If you're gonna do a stripped down version... Because that, to me, it's like, why, why was the other guitar player even there, you know? Because he's in stained, bro. I know, but...
4: When you are left with nothing, all you do is speculate.
2: I forgot that there's there's these like montages every after before and after every performance I think it's basically almost like a behind the music yeah yeah absolutely we're going to tell the
3: band's story after all they are icons while having contemporary artists play
0: their biggest hits the story of excess <laughs> <laughs> and this time it's personal. <laughs>
7: During a hunting trip in Russia. I was in Siberia in the middle of nowhere.
8: We're in just A little outlaw-torn. That's yeah. That's nice. With Russians, and they all have AK-47s and uh, vodka. There was nothing to do for a week, except so, sit there and drink. It just felt like a coffin almost for me. Then when I came home, the behavior continued, and it, it, it just spun out of control. I was ripping my family apart. There was some ultimatums, you know, being thrown out
7: of the house. It took that for me to realize
8: his
3: wife's there with him sitting right behind him
7: yeah as ever-present as their hard-charging riffs and sold-out shows alcohol dominated the metallica landscape
1: when i first met these guys they're drinking vodka like water alcohol brought out Everything that we needed to say to each other that we couldn't say while we were sober, and it became part of our legend. Because of that, I can't really recall <laughs> most of the Kill 'Em All tour. <laughs> Summer.
3: Can't remember the time I gave my guitar to the angry crowd in Chicago. Yeah.
7: Headfield was
1: scheduled to join
4: the band as they prepared to record the next album. The day before we were going to start right back up, he basically he called up and said, "Look, I'm not ready to start back up." I couldn't even walk into the room
8: with those guys. I was so fearful of just slipping back into old patterns. Presidio
3: sessions are so weird. Yeah, super weird. They moved all that gear up there.
8: Uh,
3: I know, man. I wonder what it costs just to move all of that gear in and out of the Presidio.
2: Shoot, I don't know, man. Like, what would that cost? Like, $50,000 just to move it? I mean, they're essentially, yeah, they're constructing a studio in, you know, the place that's not a studio, so.
8: And just lots of childhood stuff. You know, I come out a lot in the lyrics, more than I ever knew. I'd be writing about stuff I'd never tried, you know, heroin or cocaine. There's no way I felt I had an addictive personality. I was pinning that tag on everyone else.
2: It's pretty intense. Yeah, man. It's just, re rewatching this stuff, man, really just makes me, you know proud of that dude for i mean making his his life and his family's life a priority you know rather than letting it just get destroyed
8: lyrics i mean
2: i go back now absolutely my god that's
1: amazing meanwhile lars and kirk felt power
3: meanwhile lars and kirk were collaborating with ja rule <laughs>
1: he was supposed to go in for eight weeks or so maybe 12 weeks but that turned out to be like eight or nine months Meanwhile, Lars was
3: entering various Eminem lookalike contests <laughs> and winning.
7: James Hetfield's recovery would tear down the old power structure. Now deprived of their longtime fuel of alcohol and internal conflict,
3: I always wonder how these narrator gigs happen. Like Sean Penn, yeah. Like is Sean Penn a huge fan? Is he a friend of like the producer of the show? Maybe I don't know. He had to have been paid for it. Oh, Shannon Elizabeth. So yeah, it is the Boob. That's the Boob chick from American Pie. Oh, uh, that's right. to represent for the female rock fans in the house. the I didn't write Shannon Boob chick from American Pie Elizabeth.
6: The truth is that women are just as moved by their sound. And now,
3: Ladies love Metallica. a small woman who rocks big. To burn on fuel from Metallica's Reload
6: album. Let's hear it for Avril Lavigne! Give me two, give me three.
3: I feel like it's the range is good for her It's kind of low for her, but yeah. James looking at his wife. Like, I feel like they're playing this pretty well. Tone's heavy. I kind of wish they would have upped the Kia for her a little bit. Yeah, but they needed to get all those, like, pull-ups. I mean, they would have to have tuned the guitars up. Yeah. It's just not with all that, you know, monotone, e-chuggy. You could could capo it. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I don't know.
2: There we go. That sounded cool. I remember liking this less the last time I watched this, but... I, I, I'm not I'm not minding this I love it
3: I didn't really follow her stuff that much but I loved her first album my sister had it and I was driving my sister to high school every day I was a senior and my sister was a sophomore and she was like listening to Alverveen sort of begrudgingly won me over right her first album's good Scared a Boy I didn't like but I like Complicated and
2: whatever her other
3: hits were. I'm With You. That guitar player is doing this high harmony too in these choruses.
2: Sounds great. Man, she was a pretty big deal in the early 2000s. Huge. Yeah.
3: Guitar player has a Pretty big clam in the uh, solo. Okay.
2: Fortunately for him. I don't know what I, I mean. I don't know how well I'd play if I if was sitting there and Metallica was watching me play their song. You know. I'd rehearse it so much that I <laughs> I have no choice but to nail it. Right. It's cool
3: seeing Lars air drum to it. Yeah. Oh, did you hear that? Yeah.
2: He didn't really even do the solo verbatim I guess no he no. Started, it, started it off normal but
3: weird little half chorus yeah
2: Lars looks so early 2000s it's so funny like the bleach blonde hair like the big goatee <laughs>
4: So cool, it's such a mind to sit here and like sort of check all
8: the out. Pretty interesting to hear my lyrics sung by a female. Not bad.
3: <laughs> so we're going to skip to 3515.
2: 3515, uh, okay.
3: Three and two and one and click. Click. You got Sucker Free Sundays? Yep, now we're back. Bum 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 bum. It's the Sabbath true. Yeah. Snoop Dogg
2: People dog on this shit, no pun intended. I <laughs> love I love Snoop Dogg so much. One guy
3: in particular dogged on this. His name is Snoop Dogg. <laughs>
2: Got his couple of hype guys up there with him. Yeah, the, uh, the dude in the suit with the, with the goblet—that's his uncle. With the goblet. Yeah, in the, like, the, the kind of gold suit on, on on his. Yeah.
3: So his uncle's in his entourage. He's yeah. the goblet guy.
2: Yeah. Like a performance like this, I almost wish they would have like someone in Snoop's camp would have actually made a new, a new backing track, not just rapping over the album version, you know? <laughs> 2003 Biatch! Oh boy.
3: Standing ovation from everybody but James. Alright, Rob Zombie. Who's Jolene Blaylock? Poison, no clue. Emerged a band, Mookie Blaylock's kid,
7: not to wear makeup.
3: Hmm, why who not have Rob Zombie perform to sing oh Baby yeah. in
7: every other song? That band's name is Metallica.
5: Yeah, that's yes, right.
7: Uh, think back to a time before Metallica, everything sucked, everybody was a pretty boy. <laughs> It, no, not era. Okay, Black Sabbath, hair. there was good stuff But really, things were desperate Everybody's teased hair, spandex It was horrible But then one band came along Four regular guys, t-shirts, jeans Skull-crushing
0: metal Here to kill them all And they changed metal forever And they are still here Because they are
2: still great They are still Metallica And now we're gonna look back at how it all <laughs> Y'all haven't heard St. Anger yet Just... <laughs> Yeah, the, don't worry. They're gonna be playing
3: frantic a little, little later today.
2: From the beginning, I wasn't. Man, some of the like the stuff they these, you know, announcers coming out or whatever, uh, MCs are saying, like before Avril, it's like she might be small, but she rocks tall. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Ugh, <laughs> I can't. Here to burn fuel for
3: fire from Metallica's Reload album. Yeah. And
2: Octane. Featured on American Pie 3. <laughs> what was the one from earlier? Like, a high-octane performance. Yeah. Stay tuned.
8: play louder and faster.
2: That's like the equivalent of like calling a guitar an axe.
4: We proud about it. We sure
2: That's a pretty that sick really axe using that high octane we performance.
4: Stay
3: tuned while Lim Biscuit totally rocks out. Played, we <laughs>
1: yeah. That's I mean,
3: footage from that uh, Metro show. Right.
1: The tour in
8: the Winnebago
1: that's it it can't get any better for me that would have been great if we had accomplished just that four guys sleeping in the same room sometimes in the same bed because we couldn't
8: afford anything more it was just all for one one for all kill kill them all
7: that's when the ride began <laughs>
3: <laughs> all for one one for all kill kill them all placed an ad in the
7: local newspaper seeking like-minded musicians James Hetfield would answer that ad soon after Bassist Cliff Burton and guitarist Dave Mustaine would join the band. Oh, uh, there he and is. Shane would ultimately be replaced by Hello, band. Icon.
1: We went up to upstate New York. We began recording Kill em All. We finished our parts, and Cliff and I... Took the Greyhound bus all the way back to San Francisco. Three days on a Greyhound bus. Wow. We had was a bunch of booze. We were projecting about you know our future. It's like wow, what's the second Metallica album gonna sound like? And wow, what's the third Metallica album
4: gonna sound like?
7: Their second effort, Ride the Lightning, featured a depth even beyond their debut. I think Ride of Lightning we matured a little bit
4: It needed dynamics In order for it to be fast It had to be next to something that wasn't fast Fade to black That was probably the
8: most personal or insight Of them all <laughs> It was the guitar song uh.
1: that, that the press And the mainstream
8: kind of focused on Yeah it's fun to go out seek and destroy But you know after that you're, you're kind of stuck With some empty feelings you know
4: at that time, me and James spent a lot of time obsessing about death. I have lost the dream, nothing more
5: to Amazing the song, oh yeah!
8: I remember going to my girlfriend's house at the time, walking in, and her sister. Was it's crazy. The, crazy
2: the song can be that good and, and not have a chorus.
7: Wow, that means something to somebody. Metallica's third album, Master of Puppets, took their sound to an even larger stage landing them a high profile arena tour spot supporting Ozzy Osbourne. We had a
4: meeting a manager looked at the so heavy it hurts. Said, Your album's gone
2: gold. <laughs> oh honey, it's so heavy it hurts.
4: Said when you get back to Seattle you can all
7: buy a yeah. house. When <sighs> it was time to take the band to the next level. Metallica alienated many of their core fans with the release of their very first video from 1988 and They were always
3: alienating members of their core <laughs> fans. My I know.
8: And I was just like,
7: what the hell was that for? You made a video, you sold
4: out.
8: You said you'd never make a video, it's like whoa.
4: When you release an album, then the first cut that's released to a radio station, you have to go do a video for that. And the question at the end of the day is why?
7: <laughs> Weary of videos with more glam and hair than issues in intensity. It was after a treatment given to them by their manager that Metallica <laughs> was finally sold on making a video
4: for one. We felt that what we could do with this video could be the antithesis as to what everybody else was doing We just felt we were involved and we felt that we had something to say about what the videos were that
2: Video is so we scary when you're young
1: It really changed our lives See, that's uh, a lot more people on the street started recognizing us But a lot of other people were kind of getting a little resentful that their favorite little band that they isn't it
2: crazy that ha- ha- like hardcore their way, fans were their, fans their lives were almost ruined and they were so upset because they made Please a video Parks, I wish life was that simple for me yeah when I
3: was a kid up,
7: how about this why didn't uh, blink
2: or snakes, Linkin Park play this um, thing? when i was 13 yeah. you know i got my first
0: master of puppets cd and i got challenged to like learn the whole thing on drums and uh it changed my life i don't know metallica's the sh- <laughs>
2: <laughs> thank you, oh, no, metallica's the shit. you know he's what? so awkward Metallica in public really speaking
1: band, you know not only to me and travis but i think really in the history of rock and roll you know they're a very important and and meaningful band and uh you know, it's really hard to pull off a song that's got a lot of melody and a lot of soul and a lot of heart, you know, and, uh, and at the time to make it a really hard metal song. And they did that with one, and Korn's about to do that right now, so...
3: Chester's a little more eloquent, a little more eloquent. Yeah. Nice, nice to hear him talking about it. A good song for them to do because it's it's got that creepy thing that they tapped into with yeah. their slow tunes. I, he's got his HR Giger microphone stand. I
2: really I can't hang with that bass tone, man. It just sounds like that clunky thumpy. I know that's his thing. That's his sound. That's kind of his identity as a bass player. <laughs> what a caveat! I don't it's know. his thing. It's his sound. It's his
3: identity. I mean, it's 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 what he's known for, and so I can't get behind it either, bro. It just I, it
2: sounds like. It, there's no tone to it. It's just a pl- plinky, yeah. coppery... To me, it sounds ugh. like something's something's breaking and the tech should be running out there to fix it, but that's nothing's wrong. That's just what it is. Yeah, it sounds like a bad cable. They've got
3: some kind of keys
2: pad behind them. Yeah. What, what's doing that? Um, it might be on tracks. Well, didn't they have a guy, a scratch guy, in their band? Uh, I don't, I don't think Corn ever had a DJ.
3: Were they just like a five-piece? Yeah.
2: Oh, they cut that solo short. Yep.
3: But see, uh, what I'm interested in too is like. Did they cut it short for the arrangement, or did they cut this?
2: Did they edit this performance? You know what I mean? Uh, I'm guessing everyone's allowed a certain, you know, time slot, and they kind of probably had to just figure out how to fit that in accordingly. And oh, that bass tone. Yeah.
3: <laughs> hey, bro, could you dial back the clinkity pluckity pluck on the bass? I'm sorry, bro, it's my identity. <laughs> <laughs> That's like asking me to change my fucking identity. There he goes. drummer's nailing the machine gun part
2: well mostly mostly yeah that's not an easy thing to play I can't do it I sure as hell can't do it I mean I got to give it up for this performance man this is pretty good for 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 Korn yes it's very good I think they're tight I, you know I've got my opinions about Korn and I don't really care for them. I, I like a couple songs but my like got the life is good and stuff like that but but he sounds good on this part, bro. He does, yeah. Jonathan Davis? No, he, he definitely does.
6: we hell.
3: Okay. No solo. Uh, fifty, fifty-three, thirty-one. Okay. So come along with me.
2: Join, join 50, us.
3: You ready for fifty-three, thirty-one? Yep. Three and two and one and click. All right.
5: Ladies and gentlemen, Michelle Branch. Michelle Branch.
3: She's cutie pie. Yeah.
1: She's beautiful. The courageous who have devoted their careers and their lives to the pursuit of freedom the freedom to live to be creative and to express not merely for themselves but for all of us please welcome united states marines just back from
3: operation iraqi freedom super weird super weird segment yeah i remember this she even said in the beginning she was like hey i'm michelle branch and i'm here to introduce military it's <laughs> like so like, how can we shoehorn this into a Metallica event? And now we're getting a USA chance because he's a big Metallica fan, right? Yeah.
2: This is also like a year and a half after 9-11, so people are still pretty, you know, gung-ho on military support and patriotism and all that stuff. Nothing does that job like good old American rock and roll.
4: It's always exciting to get a package from home, you know, some kind of care package, but nothing beats the pure escape of listening to your favorite song. Like, say for me, it might be Metallica's Fade the Black.
3: Yeah. Yeah, boy.
4: <clears throat> so I just want to say thank you to everybody for having us here tonight. Thank you to all the artists who can make music that can inspire one, whoever and wherever you are. And please, keep, doing, keep up the good job to justify the sacrifice
5: of our comrades. Thank you.
3: That's I mean, really it goes inter- without saying. Interesting. Go- goes without saying that you know people who sacrifice their lives Metallica's for America are heroes, etc. Right. Of I'm just wondering what <laughs> album, <laughs> what's going
2: on with here. Than ever before. Yeah.
1: So let's take a look.
2: Yeah, such an interesting uh, decision to do that.
8: The black album. Da, da, da. The stars align. Should have played "Don't album. Tread
2: on Me." If I looked you in right.
4: the and told you that while we were making it, we felt it was different.
3: I love hearing them talk about the Black Album later. Because yeah. it's, like it's like asking Jordan to talk about like, his six championships. You know, like, right. What was it like when you were the greatest on the planet? I love hearing them just sort of find language <laughs> for that. Right. I watched this Jordan documentary, dude, and I'm just full on obsessed with the Bulls and Jordan right now. Oh, the um, that the docu series. It's called The Last Dance. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. I, I, I've heard nothing about great things. But I've I've since then been reading all these books about Jordan. Yeah, there's another like twenty hour documentary on Amazon Prime called Ultimate Jordan. I've been watching. Oh
2: wow. I'm like full on, dude. I'm like wearing all this Bulls gear. <laughs> starting to <clears throat> starting to wear Bulls jerseys and like play bass like Jeff Jeff Emmett. Absolutely. I'm not kidding. Just like the first no judgment thing. here, man. In
4: the morning was put the battle armor on, prepare yourself for another 16 hours of just duking it out. You want to hear it with
6: vocals? Go sing it
3: yourself.
4: Go sing it. Now, Lars and James weren't getting along at all.
3: It's because Lars was wearing that weird hat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with weird, like, tennis hat.
4: James had feel like me. I can piss him off in five seconds flat.
3: So, there, so my favorite Bob Dylan podcast... God. The guy basically came to the end of his what he's doing with the Dylan podcast. Yeah. Two egos going. And I was like, dude, you gotta, we gotta find a way for you to come on my show, talk about Bob Dylan. You know. I was like, do you like Metallica at all? And he was really nice. He was like, man, he's like, all respect to them in the world for everything they've accomplished, but no, it's not my thing. Wow. He's like, I was Torben Ulrich's ball boy because hey, he's from cool. California. You know I said, dude, that's enough for me, man. You was know, <laughs> like. That's enough for you to come on for a bonus episode for me and you to talk. Yeah. Say, eh, that's okay. I don't know why I thought about that. but Oh, because you said tennis yeah, hat. wasn't Oh, yeah, 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 totally.
7: The album became a standard
8: bearer of heavy metal. At that time, I think the mainstream was more open to accepting Metallica. Whether we went towards them, they came towards us, we met somewhere.
0: My cover, my the Black
7: Album marked a departure point for Metallica gone with the 10-minute anthems and in their place were more introspective and crafted songs.
2: Man, that Black true. Album is such a perfect record. No, so good. On stage and and it's so, so dang good. good. When a
8: fan comes up to me and says, How can you be so mellow? are you supposed to jump around and scream at me? And then him be let down by that. It's like, man, how does that make me feel?
4: started taking a lot of that front man kind of thing with him off stage and using it to keep people at bay. These
3: montage videos got to be people. difficult to make. You got all this raw concert footage, all the new interview footage. You got the audio to edit. These little lyric right. graphics. Close no matter how
8: far. I mean, <clears> yeah, that's us on the road. That was a song that
2: I. Wrote. And were they, you know, were they uh, doing all these interviews just for this icon thing? I'm guessing. I, I, I'm guessing so. I imagine so. Yeah, I've never seen these interviews as part of anything else. Right. With that
3: background, with the way they look. I mean, Jason with that long hair. Yeah.
2: He was growing it back out.
6: <laughs>
2: no, no, nothing from Rob so far. I mean, because what would he have to offer? Well, I mean, yeah, we're not in that timeline. I guess,
3: yeah. <laughs> they could have had him around here though because suicidal was opening some of these uh-huh. these legs yeah
7: 94 right it's the sheds I
2: think so yeah I well, hold they did a couple of stints with him.
3: yeah
8: let's do it and my going no
3: a lot of this too is very just regurgitated from uh, behind the music
2: oh yeah for sure is. I mean it's a lot of just their history, history. I mean, of, just, their history. We, we've already, we've known for a long time you know <laughs> so, Bitches. but it's even the same like clips same little sound bites
7: mm-hmm. Metalllica had gone from the gang ofraucou teenagers to the biggest heavy metal band in the world
3: Could and I'm Sean the challenge <laughs> success
5: let's hear it for Jim Brewer oh good old Jim, Jim Brewer.
2: Brewer hey buddy he's also the met- by the way he's he's probably the biggest actual Metallica fan that performed yeah. that night <laughs>
0: Metallica has their own army. People don't just say Metallica. You know when you ask about a band, like, dude, who's your favorite band? You never say Metallica. Metallica! (laughs) Who do you like? Metallica! (laughs) you had James Hetfield, one of the greatest lead men of all time, a front man of all time. He didn't even have to sing. He just came out and said, yeah, yeah! (laughs) yeah <laughs>
3: he's so yeah. good <laughs> I've seen this so many times and it's so funny I
5: know
0: and yet Lars if you didn't believe this band was gonna kick ass little Lars would come out with a total different approach
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh boy the hands behind his back
0: what's up there dude totally. <laughs> just want to tell you all that we're going to kick your testicles so hard tonight! <laughs> They're going to be dangling out your nostril, huh? <laughs> huh? Ain't that right James? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> now they got a new world ahead of them, they got children. Half these guys have kids running around. And I'm sure it's going to change the writing of this band. But I'm sure it's never going to change their attitude and the way they perform. So this is for Metallica's new future of children. This is Metallica performing if you're happy, and you know it.
3: <laughs> what a great idea. I know. If you're happy, and you know it. <laughs>
0: clap your hands.
8: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Are you happy?
8: Show <laughs> me.
3: Show me. Oh, shit.
2: The show me thing is so good. <sighs> like Holy that. shit, dude!
8: Yeah. <laughs> 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 I guess I do. Coming up, performances by Limp Biscuits. Rock and roll. Baby.
3: All right, so and coming up on another cell. commercial break. So everyone, come along with me. One hour, six minutes, 27 seconds. Three and two and one and click. It's like the end of a commercial tour dates for all artists. Little billiard ball thing. Is that what you're seeing?
1: Yep. 100%. Insist on your music online. Insist on MTV.com.
5: Please
3: All right. All right, here we go. And from
5: MTV, Ian
3: Robinson. Ian Robinson, he's a big metal guy, right? Was he, he like yeah, I can't even remember. I can't even remember. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, totally.
2: I want to say at one point he took over 120 minutes maybe. He's kind
3: doesn't of like, like a little Matt little Pinfield kind of day guy. Day. Matt, he, he looks
2: <laughs> like Matt Pinfield's younger Ontario, cousin.
6: Canada. It was a Catholic high yeah. school for wearing my Metallica concert shirt underneath my schoolgirl uniform. And you know what? Yeah. Back then I got in trouble for being a fan.
3: A Bunch of horny Metallica fans are like, cast. yeah!
6: Oh my God, I got a boner! one of the greatest bands in the world, Metallica
2: I have no uh, idea who that is by the way. I remember
5: when I was but a wee last, Nor I do I care. I don't you know where, where she's from or Jason. anything. We're like, dude. you have to listen to this record and they handed me a record with white crosses all over it called Master of Puppets. And I was like, all right, I'm going to check this out. And I remember I played the first song I liked the I White the Crosses. Because I figured, <laughs> well, how could the rest of the record be any better than this? And I listened to the rest of the record, and it was amazing. And a Metalhead was born. I bought all of their stuff. And while Black Sabbath created heavy metal, Metallica definitely perfected it. Metallica, ladies and gentlemen.
3: Let's do something unique during this uh, broadcast, and let's give it up for Metallica. Hey, have you guys heard of Metallica?
6: To find out what Metallica
0: means to them.
3: Oh, I remember this. Uh, like they have to do one. They have to do like one word or less. Yeah.
5: Give me the one word.
3: One word or less. I just mean one word.
5: For Metallica. Yeah. Passion.
0: Rough. Power.
3: Rough power.
2: Oh Jesus! This is rough. Orgasmic.
7: Medicine.
0: Gods.
3: Like David Spade in a leather jacket. Out of control. That's three. Thank That's three words, you dummy. Well, hey, can I ask you real quick one word? What does Metallica mean to you? Uh, thank you, Metallica. <laughs>
2: <Please> welcome- <laughs> thank you, Metallica. Uh, all right.
3: See, I, re- I remember liking this too. Really can't stand the band, but I remember liking this. We'll see. Yeah. There's Scratch Guy. They got a Scratch Guy in that band. Yeah, they do. Shing Ting. Went a little nuts With the old flanger effect Didn't he
2: Yeah I mean If I remember They kind of To me this is the most True to that To the, whatever band Is covering it Like this is the most This is very lit biscuity, You know Rather Yeah than it sounds co- like men Right Yeah like rather than Just doing it like Exactly verbatim
3: He just directed a movie I'm speaking about Fred Durst Starring John Travolta Called The Fanatic
2: Oh, that's right.
3: Got some of the worst reviews I've ever seen for a movie. Ugh. I watched it. I can see that kind of makes me want to watch it. <laughs> I watched it, and Ethan, I swear to God, I loved it. Really? I mean, it's definitely not great, but it's charming and interesting. Yeah. John Travolta going full Travolta. Well, that's cool. Yeah, that's worth checking out. It's on Amazon Prime. It's called The Fanatic. Okay fred durst directed it and i think he wrote it okay okay i will say i met fred durst at a gig uh with bob schneider and he was a super nice guy super cool to talk to
2: i pretty he's great i've never met him before but i saw him perform though at a a festival in australia and they were they they were great live west borland's guitar sounds fucking massive live it's crazy I, I chatted with West Borland at, at the hotel a little bit. He was super nice. Well, didn't he kind of go nuts?
3: Didn't he sort of. Didn't he quit the band and then sort of uh, re- reject all that they had done? Said it was all I bullshit and it. he hated it? I like think that. I mean, obviously
2: rejoined later. And- Let me look up uh, West Borland Goes Nuts.
3: yeah in the fall of 2001 Borland let Liz Biscuit siding creative differences with the band formed the band Eat the Day so that would have been before this yeah so that's not Wes Borland in this is it it uh, looks like him well he left in 2001 uh, this is 03 All right so he came back two years later I
2: thought it was longer than that If that's not him, then they got they're his replacements, a carbon copy.
3: He joined in August of 2004, so that's not him. Weird. Borland stated the band's music is really silly and idiotic and bizarre. Nothing but stupid. All these retarded songs. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez.
2: have some depth to do, bro. That's right, man. Okay, now I, now I can see that's not West Berlin. Earlier, when his hair was in his face, I totally thought that was him. Wow.
3: Performance falls apart a little bit on this bridge.
2: Yeah, I feel like it was gr- it was pretty solid up until uh, that breakdown part.
3: Scratch on a record, the Sanitarium. I know. Wickle
2: wickle wickle wickle
6: wickle <laughs> Let me alone, Dad.
2: <laughs> I mean, they definitely kind of made the cover their own, you know. Sounds very limbisky. Yep.
3: yep. So, looks like next we got Metallica's performance, right? Yep. Yep. So let's fast forward with me, all of you together, the Metal Up Your Podcast family, to. Uh, 1 hour 19 minutes 31 seconds 3 and 2 and 1 and click Another Osborne's uh, commercial yep. ending and we're here back. We
5: go. we're back in
3: Oh my god the
2: puddle of mud guy Oh jeez
0: From the beginning
2: that's a band I can get into him in an
1: unstoppable form no. of
8: revolution but instead of tearing us apart rock at its best unites us Rock makes us one, but it's taken more than 20 years for rock and roll to unite Metallica. Take a look.
2: Hmm. Okay. <laughs> what? Uh. What?
8: We're so in love with this album. It's sickening. <laughs>
3: Saint Anger oh, this is, is their big St. Anger uh, advert. Yeah.
1: More of a band statement. New Every band
3: says the right. same thing about whatever their new record is. Oh, yeah. They and broke other, They broke new ground, they're at some of the best they've ever done, they're communicating records. like never before.
2: Yeah.
7: May 2002, James Hetfield finally returns from nine months of rehab and self-reflection, but does not plug in his guitar right away.
4: We sat in that room in there and talked for three, three months. months, and we never even walked into the studio. I want to get down to... We are, are we gonna are see a little Phil coming up? A little,
8: little a little, a little Beccosby sweated Phil Tal? Stuffed to these guys, and some of it they got. Some of it was a little Ooh. new age, man.
1: <laughs> I can't do anything else. There's nothing else for like you. We found that the James is really just still. Oh, yeah.
3: Kirk and Lars giving each other a huggeroo. I like that.
1: James. Right.
3: Hey, bro. Oh, Bob Rocket's a huggeroo. Lars, good a side hug for Lars.
4: Only because yeah. Lars is wearing a robe and shape perhaps had just gotten knew, out
7: of the shower. All the mm-hmm.
8: We didn't jump right in. We Here we go
3: with the rob story. So
8: when someone else steps in, finally, we have to respect this person. Robert,
7: Ozzy Osbourne unknowingly provide that missing part. Bassist Robert Trujillo. One I wonder
2: what song
3: Rob did the crab walk sudden, with Ozzy like during. Get up, yeah, was, up it no down down was, was it a No More Tears thing, or was
2: it it a Crazy at the Moon? <laughs> <laughs> crab at the Moon.
1: It felt great to have Rob in the band, and it felt good to just be all together,
2: just kind of celebrating. The fact what an insane that we were thing back. for Rob, man! It's like he was in suicidal. He was playing for Ozzy. And then gets a call to audition for Metallica. It's like, jeez.
1: We need to root for Metallica. Yeah, it's so cool. I cannot wait to
4: see Metallica live. I'm going to be right there cheering them on. The fact that we are still here, the fact that we have a record that I know is going to blow (laughs) people's heads off. The fact that we have a new member of Metallica, 22 years later. That's awesome. <laughs> it's like they spent There's so much time on sanding, or that they just—they they were just convinced before. that it was good. We can't wait to get yeah. out and play. Yeah, right. A, you know, well, they were in a
3: yeah multi-year bubble, right? And creatively, it was an interesting time for them because they were all participating, right? They—they'd they'd been going through a lot of therapy. I mean, Ladies I can see why. Yeah, they got in that cloud. There's Sean. There hey, he Sean, Sean. Hey, Sean. It was, uh, why am I here?
7: 1985. And was, <laughs> Why am I here? Uh, working in- Hi, we I'm Sean Penn. Why am I here? Hotel. <laughs> along with a band called Metallica.
3: Give it up once, once again for Metallica.
7: And they had their, uh, their, their tour bus outside, and when I pointed at that tour van and I said, tour van. Metallica is just too on the nose a name. They'll never make it. <laughs> so what I knew was. And they're this year's icon, and that's because they are the yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Metallica.
3: Hell yeah. Yeah. I love a hit the lights opener. I know. First song him and Lars ever played, first song on their first album, still yeah. kicks ass.
6: Don't get
8: tonight.
2: Yeah, so cool to see. I mean, yeah, it's Rob's first song, man. Yep, yep. Little voice crack from Jimmy James.
3: So we're in Sandman. Oh, we got a little the cra- crab. Debut
2: of the crab walk, right there. That's the the Metallica debut of it. <laughs> this would be the second performance of Sandman. I wonder if they walked up stage and James is like, "We need to talk about that crab walk, Rob." Uh, What's the thing where you got really low to the ground? What do you what, what do you call it? <laughs>
3: that thing he did when you were doing like the limbo yeah I mean this is the song they're going to be most known for like in a hundred years for oh, sure yeah agreed Absolutely. no doubt about
2: it cool name <laughs> anytime I listen to the lock i on vinyl uh I'm always, when I enter Sandman starts, I always just think, now what a great fucking song. Yeah, it's one of the most played, you know, Metallica songs ever, but still, man, I love it. I forgot that they
3: played Black, and that's pretty cool. Yeah. Kick ass little medley, dude. Yeah, it is. I love James's rock jumps. Mm -hmm. So, how do they go into frantic without doing guitar changes?
2: I think, if I remember it, like the show kind of ends, and then they play frantic as like the credits are rolling. I think, like there's like an outro of some kind by somebody. Well, we'll see here we We're, a we're gonna going to find out. That's right. I got in the crowd. I wonder if this is one of Chad's early shows, Check, Tekken for James. He got hired no 03, right? No, I think he came on around a. Well, yeah. I thought it was Saint Anger. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Shoot, man, this could have been. He may, maybe he talked about it in the episode, but this could have been one of his first ones. I can't even remember. Yeah.
3: I'm surprised we haven't gotten a season desist letter about that
2: episode. <laughs> um. yeah this uh manly kicks ass man <laughs> nonstop I'm creeping death that's what I'm doing this song is so hard to play on guitar
3: can you guys do five songs and then play a new song like yeah sure you can choose any songs you want uh, we're going to choose five barn burners. Yeah.
6: <laughs> Admiral Loving <laughs> Adam Levine.
2: Man, Rob is coming out strong. Like, just don't give a fuck. He's just such a pro, man. Such a pro. Absolutely. How about that outro, man? Yeah. Double time. I think here we have some kind of ending, and then they go out and do frantic. I think James has he have like doesn't he pull that uh that green flame guitar out?
3: We're about to see. That Grinch guitar is the you know, the detuned guitar he was playing. Yeah. But he was also playing Uncle Miltie a lot too. Yeah. yeah. So Kirk's doing a guitar change. I think James already did. Yeah, he did. He's playing an LTD now. What is that guitar?
8: Oh. That guitar our
2: looks so fans. weird on him.
0: Uh,
8: Look at people. my jacket. Oh, man, that guitar is weird. I know. That Kirk on a Les Paul. We'll that right to Thank you very much. And uh, here's to the future... ...of Metallica. You know, we're an icon, but we sure ain't done yet.
2: Sounds so much better live with a real snare drum and everything. Yeah, for sure.
3: I'm just definitely remembering myself watching this, hearing it for the first time twenty years old. Yeah. I wasn't even twenty yet, I was nineteen, going
2: Okay, I mean, cool. It's fast, it's heavy. And hearing this before the record was was definitely uh, it was better, you know. Then you hear the record and you're like King King Uh oh, what's what's happening? (laughs)
3: Credits rolling. Yeah, I do like when it goes to that halftime thing right here. Right. It let's that. It let's that riff breathe and. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Well, that was fun. Yeah, that was fun to watch again for sure. Uh, some of the performances. It was were, a neat shirt to have. It was a neat shirt to have. It was a fun one to watch and to have on a T-shirt, of course. Uh, some of the performances were, were were actually a little better than I remembered too.
3: Yeah, it was the only real stinker is the stained
2: yeah. performance. Yeah, I still think the Sum Forty One intro uh, that was still my favorite.
3: Yeah, I would I would give that the silver medal, gold medal for me goes to Avril. Yeah, also just hard to hard to watch that without thinking it might be a wasted opportunity for some other bands that made a little more sense. I that's know, that's man. all. I know. Instead of it being a, more of like a corporate MTV ass kissing night you know right exactly that's just more of like i mean they could have even
2: had lenny kravitz
3: you know so that, like someone
2: mean, pe- foo fighters you were right about that i mean why wouldn't that that would have been that would have been perfect
3: they had that huge album out one by one with like times like these yeah. and all uh all my life they had that huge fucking album they were touring arenas yeah and it may i mean maybe maybe this comes down to availability you maybe know? they're that's on the road yeah. available yeah you know so You'll never know what, what things might have been in motion that we didn't get. Well, you know, right. all we can see is what, what made sense. So, yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know if we're going to do any more from 2003. Um, we got to do our St. Anger listen along episode, which I think you and I are probably, we're probably getting pretty close to being back in the same room doing some episodes together, I think, right? Yeah, I
2: think so. I think we can probably make it happen soon. So
3: I think maybe the next uh maybe the next one's going to be finally our listen through of, of St. Anger yeah.
2: together with commentary which we've never done. I would love to have I would love that for, for us to be in the same room for that one too. that would be so much better. I would love for us to be in a room without any clothes on. Yep. Maybe
3: maybe a towel. I think like that's uh, that's already
2: that's just assumed, right?
3: Right. Or maybe a to some sort of toga mm. and uh or maybe in a sauna. Maybe we're maybe we're Maybe we're post-workout in a sauna together talking about some Metallica songs. Talking about
2: St. Anger. I'd love it. You can
3: write in metal up your podcast show at gmail.com. We love hearing from everybody. Go support the show on Patreon. Go follow us on uh, YouTube and, and all this stuff. And uh, we're going to start getting ready for some TikToks. <laughs> I, I still don't really know what TikTok is but I don't maybe, know I, maybe we can start getting some TikTok content going to
2: me if it, I can tell it's like Instagram stories or something but they're longer and then there's like challenges and all that crap I don't know I, I do, I'm not downloading that crap well thanks to everyone who listens
3: and engages uh, we love you guys we appreciate the support we'll definitely see you next week see you on the flippity-floppity peace adios
7: <laughs> if you were, would advise, what would you say then I would say delete that